Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let the bad vibes inside my circle, no. Welcome back to another episode of Relationship Goals, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work, be able to have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Relationship Goals, the series created by Full Circle Television, features people in romantic, familial, and platonic relationships as they open up about the joys and tests of their relationships and how they navigate through life. This week, we sit down with Ashley, Austin, Marcus, Crystal, and the Gusters as they talk about deal breakers, their exes, and the challenges they face when coming into these relationships with insecurities. Um, I don't think you ever hit me with no deal breaker. Well, my deal breaker for him, I tell him if he cheat or beat, I'm out. Listen, I told her she get one of the two. <laughs> Can't get both. <laughs> Like, that's one of those things of like a rabbit hole, you don't wanna, you wanna peek in there. 
but once you peek in, you don't want to start going and going and going. So like, you know, there's certain stuff you want to know, but ultimately, you want to be really, you just be like, nah. So like, uh, I don't like talking about like my my exes with like my current because like I feel like you would be thinking about that and like the. Uh, the idle moments in your day when you're not with them, that shit, once it's in your head, it just starts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I met my man, I met, I met my ex at Qdoba, you know what I'm saying? Now Qdoba don't even taste the same. Basically. <laughs> you go to, or, or if she be like, you know what I'm saying, I'm in the mood for some Qdoba, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, just thinking like, you'd be like, oh, you want to go there? You reminiscing of that, that? I think we, I talked about like the basics of like why my, I broke up with my ex and stuff of that sort, but detail, detail, like he really didn't care to want to know no. that type of stuff. So we just talked about the basics of kind of like what happened. But we, but as we grew, like those things came up, yeah. and you know, you would get those stories about, um, you know, when this happened. And this is why I have this, and or this happened, and this is why that, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you're peeling back those layers, and it's like, wow, I don't want her to go into all the details about her exes or anything like that. But at the same time, some of those things are, um, you know, they help shape who she is. So, of course, it's, it's always good to understand why. Mm. Um, his poker nights. Um, when he would say that he hanging out with the boys and him saying that he wasn't coming over period was weird for me because it's like uh, why why are you not coming over that was always my question like why so if, if I'm not if you not coming over here I must be coming over there that was always my train of thought because it's like then we had the conversation of it's okay to have our a long time, our, our days apart. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be times when that happens. <laughs> Stop laughing, quite funny. <laughs> but um, so it would, I would say that it was how he communicated certain things, and that made me feel like something else was going on because he he was horrible at communication in the beginning, horrible, and I had to mold him in my, uh, I don't know if I want to say expectation of communication, but I had to, to tell him, tell him, and not, not just tell him, but show him. Because I would communicate with him how I expect him to communicate with me, and <laughs> it just built from there. So. And it would be, it would be hilarious because she would tell me something, like, why are you telling me that? <laughs> like, why? Because you need to know. Why? Like, why? We went to State Fair, right? Yeah. We go to State Fair. She said, I'm about to go get these tickets. So then she said, hey, just so you know, I'm going to get, pick these tickets up from a friend. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, why are you telling that? So I was, why was the ones you know? I'm like, well, tell that nigga. I said, good looking on the plug for the tickets. Like, like what we talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like, I don't know why like that was the thing, but it's just like, she does that though. She'll, she'll tell me uh, details and, I, and I, I do appreciate it. But I am not used to just sharing details. Like I, she wants me, <sighs> she texted me one time and said, uh, "I want to implement a new communication uh, <laughs> strategy for us." Uh -huh. 
And that was based on what had occurred, though. Anyway, I want to implement a new was, communication yeah. strategy. Basically, she wanted me to tell her what I was doing every night of the week on Monday or Sunday. And I'm like, this not is not, it's just not going to happen, per se. Per se. Yeah, <laughs> no. Every she wanted me to communicate that. So when I thought like, about it in my head, it sounded better in my head than when it came out. Not nah, and when I read it in the text, and, I'm and like, when yeah, I saw it, I said, that's not gonna please. work either. So it's like me. I'm trying to figure out how we could better communicate. I'm not cussing at you. I was trying to figure out how we could better communicate. And he was just whatever. I was, but it was good though. Um, yeah. it, it was good to, and the one thing I really respect about her is her uh, willingness to put her expectations out there to put what she wants and what she needs from somebody in order. From you. That's what I'm talking about. I just I'm not. Thank you. Um, her expectations, you know what I'm saying, for me or whatever you want to call them, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's like, you know, you learn and I, I feel like when you get to the point to where you realize somebody is worth what they expect, then yeah, you acquiesce. Yeah, you do that, you know. Uh, even now, you know, if I say I'm having a poor game, don't go through. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm doing now. I'm about to go out like my man, or I'm about to go through this, or like I'm doing that type of stuff. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's still kind of, you know, she still pushes the envelope. It's new for him, but I appreciate his effort she and the I every time. acknowledge. Every time, I was scared to tell her that I smoke blacks, like miles, miles, miles. You know, smoking, especially cigars, like, you know, everybody smoke weed nowadays, you know what I'm saying? And I smoke cigars when I'm sipping. I got one in my pocket right now. You know, hit that motherfucker. You know what I'm but uh, I was scared to tell her that. And because of fear of how she would perceive me actually smoking blacks or cigars. Times and like, oh, you do that, oh, you do that, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, I mean, you gotta be yourself at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I know that's what I do, and it was kind of, you know, she said, I was like, you know, I kind of played it off at first, like, oh, I smoke from time to time, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, uh, I smoke time from, to time, my butt. I smoke from time to time, no. you know what I'm saying? You I, smoke. I hit the bliggity, you know, mm -hmm. every so often, and yeah. That wasn't the case, you know what I mean? But um, then you know, I began to just, you know, learn some things. Um, I think hookah, us smoking hookah, and then you trying to implement the, can I smoke the black? And it just became normal. If I, I had, that show that I had if I had just not been scary about it and been like, hey, you know, I smoke black, she would have been like, cool. And I, that would have been, that on that, like I didn't, I didn't have to go through all this whole thing. Like I would literally, you know, if I was going through and I was sitting, I knew I was hitting the black. I would, you know, shower, mouthwash, gum, floss, everything, and then she is still smelling. <laughs> she yeah. still smell like even smoking. Yeah. Fuck. 
I was probably scared to talk about my past hurt. Um, and just like my trust issues and the, and the things that I dealt with in my past relationships as far as all the way back to like with my daughter and dad. Um, I would say that it was hard for me to voice that to him because to me that was like a, a sign of like weakness and then a woman, a man who visualizes a woman as weak can also visualize her as as like a target or vulnerable or you know I can have her the way I want to so I didn't want to come off like that I didn't, I didn't want to have that to be able to be used against me in some type of form so therefore it was hard for me to communicate that with him my past hurt but eventually we we got to a place where I could communicate certain things with him my past hurts and and actually, it felt uh, like a relieving, like a weight off my chest for me. Um, I think that's what I would have to say. Something that I told Austin in my relationship with him that I felt was detrimental is my sexual experiences. And I felt like um, it was like a deal breaker for him where it was just like, you know, like, oh, this is not cool or this is cool. And once I told him, I'm like, okay, like, you cool with it? Like, you're fine? And he was more of like, yeah, like, we're good. Next <laughs> subject. So I just felt like, you know, by me saying, you know, the things that I've experienced, he just was cool. Like, I'm like, oh, this is different. And me in the past I didn't think that you know like men that I dated would be okay with me just exposing myself to them in the sense of just being comfort comfortable with me telling them or just like they would play on the the things that I was into so it was more like I felt like I can tell Austin like yeah this is what I like this is what I'm into um and he was just cool with it. He just went along with it. And it was like literally like, okay, next subject. So what do you want to do tonight? Like, like, okay. So it was just super cool. I feel living together prior to marriage is important. I feel like it's important because you can be in a relationship with someone and you have no idea how that person actually lives. You know, and, and living together and being married is like two key entities. Like they, they go hand in hand. So I feel like in order to really, really get to know someone, no matter how long you have known that person, until you actually live with that person, that's when you truly get to know that person. Truly. And I feel like it's just important. I feel like it's very important before you commit yourself. Because as I always say, if I get married, there's no divorce. I'm not, I'm not divorcing you better go downstairs sit on the couch you better go sit in another room if you're mad whatever because we not getting divorced so i want to be absolutely sure and i feel like living together and learning that person in that type of environment will give me that absolute sureness that i, I need. i'm believing living together before marriage I feel like marriage is something that we're entering into 
and it should be new. It should be something that we're going to experience together um, and live together as a part of that. I feel like if you live together and that's your girl or your guy or your male boyfriend or girlfriend, those situations, you don't treat her as a wife. You don't treat him as a husband because you guys don't take on those roles in that relationship at that time. Um, uh, because if that was the case, if you're living together, then why do you need to have, you know, a marriage? Why do you need to have that? Because you can just live together and then just live together for everything. But you know, marriage is one of those things a commitment that you're making. Um, as far as you know, living with someone, I've had roommates. I've lived alone. I mean, I'd be totally transparent. Like, when I have a roommate or someone that I'm cohabitating with, I'm, my level of awareness is heightened because I know that. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I don't believe it's that. It's like a woman, though, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like it's a woman. It has. Mm -hmm. Not a woman that, that, that's what I'm thinking about, but it has. I had lived with my mama for a little bit when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, but well, I'm talking about relationship-wise. Yeah, about that. no, never lived with a woman in my life, and I won't unless she's my wife. That shit rhyme. That shit rhyme. That shit that's gonna be like a. That's like a step, step. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, cause I think it's I think it's necessary before you get married though, cause you gotta. I think that like gives you. The most intimate. Uh, like you're closest to seeing how that person is like from beginning to end, you know what I mean? So like, you need to know if you can. Like, you, you in your dating phase, I would assume like you're getting enough information to know if you can be with that person, but like, you can only know so much right. living in different uh, places. So <clears throat> I think it's important that uh, at some point you do move in before marriage. And I think that determines like, I mean, that, that lets you know like, uh, if you actually can, like, make that next big step. So I think it's important, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's important. I think that um, the live-in phase before marriage, I kind of don't want to do that. I'm against it because, um, like I said, I feel like, you know, you're going to spend your time with this person, you know, either way. So we're going to coexist in one realm or we're not. So. Like, yeah, you have the ability to come to my house and I have the ability to go to yours at any point. That is what I think is going to break that that playing field because when you got to get on the phone like, hey, you know, can I come over? At, or what are we? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I need to announce like, or unless you're not home. You know what I'm saying? So, I love space. Reason being is I, I think I brought this up to him. I did um, Like I would want to have Like my condo. I want to keep that and we have our own So not that that's something that we both could share together And it's not like a place where I would want to be like, okay, you know what? We're in an argument. I'm going to my other house It's more like, you know, this is just this space that you know I just want to be able to just unwind and relax and just um, the reason why I feel that I would want to keep my condo is because uh, of basically childhood trauma. Um, the feeling of not having somewhere to go is what I am scared of most. So 
not saying that my man or my soon-to-be husband can't protect me or we will never have a home it's more of childhood traumas of where like okay you're going from house to house to house to house here i am you know as an adult and i don't want to have to feel like I'm going from place to place to place to place without having a solid foundation. So I always want to feel like I have somewhere to go and just, it's, it's bigger than space to me. It's just my own mental in the back of my mind. I just need to feel like I'm going to always have somewhere to go regardless of the situation because if not, I'm putting myself there. So I don't want anybody to be responsible for like me not having a place to go. If it's coming down to a, you know, something detrimental or traumatic, then here's my stomach ground. So it's more about having a solid foundation because of childhood trauma. I'm cool. I'm cool with it because like I know it's like a peace of mind type of thing. And um I don't know, I got I feel like I got like little things about me though that like I need to have to just give me peace of mind, even if it looks like extra or whatever to somebody else, it's more so having that peace of mind. So I'm definitely cool with it because whatever comfort she needs, like I would want her to have that, you know what I'm saying, to feel comfort comfortable with where she at at all times. Um, I, I don't recall talking about the first. I know one thing he asked me was, have you ever had a train right on you? And I'm like, no. And so I think, <laughs> I think after that, we was good to go. I was like, I ain't never, you know, can't nobody say that. The reason I said that is because that was a thing back then, like. Well, he said, would you have a threesome? And I said, yes. He said, with two guys or with two girls? And I was like, a threesome is a is two girls and a guy. And to me, a train is when two guys mess with a girl. So I don't feel like a threesome is with two guys and a girl. And so once I said that, he was like, oh, okay, like we good then. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. That was the only thing I, I just wanted to know. So. <laughs> we good. I didn't, I didn't expect you to say that today. <laughs> I mean, we've been honest, right? True, true. <laughs> but I feel like besides that, like anything else we could work through, like we just always just been honest with each other and told each other what we've been through, our perspective, and how we feel on certain things. Yeah. Um, I don't think you ever hit me with no deal breaker. Well, my deal breaker for him, I tell him if he cheat or beat, I'm out. Listen, I told her she did one of the two. <laughs> Can't get both. <laughs> so, I said cheat or beat, I'm out. So, ain't no Chris Brown over here. Yeah. We've been good. So. The deal breaker for me was, and, and I don't know if it's petty or not, but height is so important to me. <laughs> it is so important because I probably done passed up on a lot of things, but it is so important to me because I need to feel protected. Like, I'm a tall girl and I'm a lot of girl. So, I need to feel like my man can be able to protect me. Not just with his height, because if you're a small person, you can also do some damage too. But I'm just saying, like, just being able to, like, hold me. Um, so, that, that was like a... It's kind of like a petty deal breaker, but another deal breaker is somebody who can't, you know, hold their own. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I, I can be able to be there for you whenever it is that you need me, but I need you to be able to hold your own because if your foundation ain't solid, then I don't know what it is that you have. So foundation is important to me because it's the makeup of who you are. So I, I really stand strong on that and just be your ultimate self because regardless of who say this about you and who don't like you, you have to like you. So if you don't like you or love you or it's something that's different about you that you don't like, you have the ability to fix that. And I need my person to basically, you know, be into themselves because I'm self-centered and I'm all about myself. So now I'm coming out of my shell to be about myself and my man and building a family. So it's kind of like, wow, I need, that's my deal breaker. You have to be about yourself. You have to have a solid foundation and height. <laughs> I remember saying just, you know what I'm saying, honesty and loyalty, something along mm -hmm. that line. Like, cause if you, I feel like if you always honest, like don't, don't like uh, omit anything mm -hmm. because you feel like I'm a reactor. In other words, just give me 100% of raw facts and don't even worry about how to like word it. Just be like, you know what I'm saying? Get it out there. Cause if you worried about how to word it, that makes you more likely to like omit certain things or mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying just however you tell me the full facts how you feel them that once you get them out there you're responsible for telling me the truth you ain't responsible for how right. I react to it and I feel like that's how I live my life at least and like that was it that was that honesty is important to me I feel like a liar is like one of the top thing top worst things you could be the okay. pettiest thing we argued about was uh the sides for Thanksgiving and I don't remember everything about the. I don't remember everything about the, the the argument. I just remember from the days going up to Thanksgiving, like everybody knows what the sides are. So like the sides you can get anywhere. Like I'm so like we gotta get sides. Okay, that's the easiest. I just walk somewhere and get it. Boom, 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 done. Every time like we gotta get the sides. Okay, like what's going on? Like the sides. Like, Man, that thing got into an argument, I think the day of or the, the night before, like, that just, I, it just spiraled out of, and just went to some whole nother other stuff. And it's like, oh, like, is this what the, is this the life? Like, is this how the arguments go? Like, that went from literally nothing to, ah, like, oh, man, this is crazy. But yeah, that was it. That was a, pe that was a petty one. Um, the reason I think uh, I think it was mainly a miscommunication and an assumption error, like basic stuff with like two people or multiple people, like like I just said, like I was thinking sides. You can just go get that from anywhere. Like that wasn't a that wasn't a thought process that we was in sync on. So like even though I knew like all right, this ain't a big deal. I can run to anywhere and get some sides. Like one of them uh, patty cakes or whatever. whatever you know. <laughs> Um, like sweet potato pie, like all of that stuff, I can just run to Walmart, pick and save and get that. But she didn't know that that's where I was at with it. So I think, like, had I been able to just been like, you know, you know what I'm saying, sides is easy, I can just run to Walmart and get that, you know what I'm saying, then I probably would have filled in a little miscommunication gap, you know what I mean, and then she wouldn't have probably, like, and she probably thought I wasn't picking up on, like, hey, uh, we got to get the sides. I always just be like, all right, yeah, we get the sides. Like, instead of just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she probably kept bringing it up because I kept reacting, like, pushing it off. Like, yeah, it's nothing for the sides. I got them. She was probably kept bringing it up, like, yo, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the size, but he ain't answering me. He ain't giving me an answer. So I'm thinking that's how I got. <laughs> um, I think obviously it was a miscommunication, but with me, I'm a super organized person. So it's kind of like I have to be able to control the things that I'm doing and the fact that I had no control over it at the time. I felt like because it was supposed to be a together thing, like we're going to go and do this together. So I think the miscommunication was like, yeah, we're not going to do this together because he was like, well, at what point do you feel like you can just go to the store and get the size? And I'm like, that's what I was mad at. Like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> so now I took it to the next level because I'm like, first of all, we're supposed to be doing this together. This is supposed to be a family time and I don't even celebrate Thanksgiving. So it was more of like, okay, we're supposed to do it together. That's a mis miscommunication and let alone I'm extremely organized. <laughs> Austin is more like mumble jumble, like he just don't go with the flow of things. And I'm like, okay, at eight o'clock we need to do this. At eight thirty we gotta do this, do this, do this, do this. So it's kind of like I feel like we were unorganized, and I don't like an unorganized thing. And I feel like, okay, like if we're gonna start our first holiday like this. I'm like, oh wait, this is like. <laughs> This is not organized. Like I don't want to be like this. And I, at some point, I was just like, okay, I don't want to do it. Um, so. how about you going when I'm on the phone telling you I failed? You going to look at the video? Oh, <laughs> we didn't argue over it, but it was that was petty though. Like I'm on the phone saying, like, dude, I don't think you know how hard I feel. And then I hear, damn, you feel hard. Like, so for everybody that don't know, she has failed twice in less than a month. And it's on Facebook. But yeah, she failed. So when she called me, I automatically look on the cameras and I mean, you failed. It was funny. I she think that was petty though. Like I'm genuinely saying like, dude, I feel so hard. And you gonna go look at the camera, like come for me, be there for me. Was you still outside? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you thought, I thought you had left. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's my fault. That's petty. Yeah. I didn't know you was on the ground still. Relationship Goals, the podcast, is a full circle television production. Relationship Goals, the podcast, was recorded in Everyday Media Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our audio engineer is Dooch, and our executive producers are Marcus and Kayla Lewis-Allen. Don't forget, if you're only listening to the podcast, there's so much more to see on FullCircleTelevision.com. Log on to experience Relationship Goals, the series, in a whole new way. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Television. Peace, y'all.